Welcome to another edition of MMA Gold Media Podcast, where every week we will bring you a summary of what happened in the world of the UFC. We will cover the most relevant breaking news, as well as interview clips from the most newsworthy personalities and fighters in our sport. Relax and listen up. Alexander Volkanovsky claims Islam Makachev is underestimating him. The great has been out of action since his trilogy bout with Max Holloway last July. In that outing, at UFC 276, Volkanovsky dominated en route to a lopsided unanimous decision victory. During a recent interview on Izzy's YouTube channel, the featherweight champion discussed his return. There, he stated that he's sure Makachev's confident demeanor will change on fight night. You can see in his face like, this guy ain't too big. I've seen that on plenty of people's faces. Volkanovsky said, I can tell he really thinks he's going to be way too strong. Let's take a look at the great himself. But you could even see in his face, like, looking like, ah, oh, yeah, this guy ain't, uh, ain't too big, you know what I mean? Which I've seen that on plenty of people's faces. I've seen that a lot of uh, my previous fights, a lot of my last four or five fights. But I mean, that face quickly changes as soon as I'm in front of him in the mm. octagon. Give me 10 seconds with him. That face changes real quick. This is true. You know what I mean? This All is of true. a sudden, that size don't matter. All of a sudden, my footwork, where's this guy at? With a puzzle, he's already giving dramas. Then I put my hands yeah. on him, there's another problem. Then they try and grab a hold of me, and I'm a little brick fucker wall, there's another problem. That's when you start to see him start to crumble and be like, oh, fuck, what have I got myself into? That's exactly what's going to happen with Islam. Especially the way he's looking at I can tell he really thinks he's just going to be way too strong. Sean O'Malley believes he's the superstar the UFC desperately needs. UFC fighter Sean O'Malley believes he could be the promotion's next big star through the next phase of his career. Over the course of the last few years, the popularity of Sean O'Malley has gone through the roof. From his personality to his fight style and beyond, Shuga has proven himself to be a true superstar at bantamweight. During a recent episode of his podcast, O'Malley made it clear that he knows how high his ceiling is in mixed martial arts. Dude, the UFC needs a superstar right now. I think I will. I mean, just saying. O'Malley said, take a look. UFC needs a superstar right now. They yeah. got John Jones, but I mean, he's getting older. He and he's not guaranteed to get to the fight. I think he will. I mean, just saying what stuff will happen. Even if he does fight, it's like when does he fight again? Right. Who is the who is the big Patty? Was like, could he be? And then you see it in the last fight. And now he's getting surgery. He kind of like he still has potential. Still could be a massive superstar. Um, toss it. Oh, thank you. Muchas gracias. Um. The only person I can think of is the Sugar Show. That's like has the potential to do, be that motherfucker. Yeah, when it comes to like a Connor style, you're talking superstar. Yeah. Leon Edwards reveals Kamaru Usman's hand injury rumors scared him. Leon Edwards will defend his title against Kamaru Usman in the main event at UFC 286 on March 18th. While the fight was recently confirmed, Usman's hand injury has led to several doubts about the matchup in the past. Many thought the Nigerian nightmare would miss out on an immediate rematch and Jorge Masvidal would get the title shot based on his feud with Edwards. However, Rocky recently clarified that Usman has throughout been the only opponent in consideration. Some of these rumors popping around on social media saying, so now he's had an injury. So I phoned the UFC straight away, like what's going on? I was a bit scared. 
said the UFC welterweight champ in an interview with Sky Sports. Take a look. Um, no, nah, it's, it's always been Kamaru. Um, I saw the rumors pop around social media saying, oh, he's had an injury and so I found the UFC straight away, like, what's going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I've spoken to him and, him and his team and he's, he's fine, he's, he's, yeah. he's back training and he'll be there in March, you know, so um, at the start, I was a bit scared, I was like, hand injury, but after that, yeah. Conor McGregor reveals he's been offered to coach the next season of The Ultimate Fighter. Conor McGregor may be coaching The Ultimate Fighter again. McGregor coached The Ultimate Fighter 22 against Rijah Faber in 2015 in a season where the coaches were not going to fight at the end of it. Yet, the season was a success as McGregor drew eyeballs to the show, and now he took to Instagram on Wednesday to reveal he has been offered to coach the show again. Not only has been offered a chance to coach the Ultimate Fighter again, but McGregor says he is interested in doing it as he thinks that is what he needs to help his comeback. I have just been offered to coach this role again. I like it. It is full immersion which is needed. I see fighters lining up. I know what's ahead. I've been ready mother <laughs> Hashtag stay ready, McGregor wrote on Instagram. As of right now, it's uncertain who Conor McGregor would coach against. There have been rumors of Tony Ferguson, Jorge Masvidal, and even Michael Chandler, who has called for the scrap with the Irishman for quite some time. Benil Dariush expects the UFC to deny him a title shot even if he beats Charles Oliveira. Dariush last fought against Matus Gamrat in October. The number four ranked lightweight is now waiting for another ranked opponent, hoping to secure a title shot after winning once more. During an interview with the show, Benny discussed how Dustin Poirier doesn't want to fight, but the UFC offered him a matchup against Oliveira. He had this to say. I think I might get passed up again. After I beat Charles Oliveira, what I think could happen is, since we're waiting so long, they'll set up Islam with someone else, or Volkanovski. I get the UFC is not a huge fan of me. Take a look. I've been waiting for a while, then I... Uh... It, it kind of bugs me because uh, I'm. Um, I think I might get passed up again. Because even after I beat Charles Oliveira, what I think could happen is, um, since we're waiting so long, they'll they'll you know set uh, set up Islam with somebody else. They'll be like or or Volkanovski, whoever w wins with somebody else, because they'll be like, oh, you just fought. They'll 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 announce the fight like same time or something. I I don't know. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Just because I get the UFC is not a huge fan of me. I get it. I don't talk a lot of crap i don't bring in uh the numbers or at least that's what they tell me so with that being said you know i um i'm just waiting to see what's gonna happen but i wish i had the fight earlier i would have loved to fought, fought in march or even april shell sonnen claims nganu versus fury would be the dumbest idea in sports history as soon as the news about francis nganu's ufc release went around some of the prize fighting's major players immediately jumped in Tyson Fury, for one, wants a special rules boxing match with the Predator. Let's kick it up spicy in a cage, four-ounce gloves under Queensbury rules, and let's have a badass referee like Iron Mike Tyson. Did I just sell that to the world? Fury said during an interview in Manchester over the weekend. If you're talking to fans who love crossovers involving two big-name fighters, this idea is an easy sell. Chel Sonnen, however, sees it differently. Tyson comes to us with perhaps the dumbest idea in sports history, perhaps.
He knows it is. But if somebody's willing to write a check, he will, in fact, go through with it. Now, if somebody's not willing to write the check, of which they obviously haven't, which is why he's pitching the idea, as opposed to having a promoter pitching it to him, he made it ridiculous enough that we can all stand back and laugh. And he go, I thought I was just kidding. Dana White announces next middleweight title fight, and we can't wait for it. The highly anticipated rematch between Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya for the middleweight title has been announced by Dana White for UFC 287 on April 8. This rematch comes after Pereira's stunning fifth-round comeback to defeat Adesanya in their first MMA encounter in November. Additionally, Burns and Mospital, who have both called for this matchup in various interviews in the past year, will finally settle their differences at UFC 287. Masvidal sends his message to Burns. I think you're a great fighter, but I'm gonna do you just like I did this meet. Let's hear it from Masvidal himself. My brother Gilbert, number love and respect. I think you're a great fighter, but I'm gonna do you just like I did this meet, my brother. You're gonna get cooked April 8th. I'll see everybody. Segudo versus Sterling is happening and nothing seems to stop it. Bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling will be facing former WFC champion and Olympic gold medalist wrestler Henry Cejudo at UFC 287 on April 8, 2023. While no official contracts have been signed, the fight is expected to take place at this date. However, what's still keeping this fight on the edge of a kneel is Sterling's bicep injury being something to worry about. Luke Thomas on Mortal Kombat's team talked about the community's concern of Sterling's decision to fight being too hasty. He said, did he get pressured into it? Is he going to push off the injury? Did he heal faster? Cause there are some things I just don't really have a good answer to. Let's listen to the full comment. Zahudo looks amazing against Sterling. I'll be the first one to say, let's make that fight. I would love to do that. Fine. But I want to see where he's at. The only thing I really I just don't understand about all of this is Sterling was very clear that it was going to take uh, some time off to heal some long-term injuries that he's had that have been difficult to heal. And he just he needed to do it. And he like the time frame was he could be back around June or later. And now we're talking about a significantly expedited timeline relative to that. Did he get like pressured into it? Is he still going to push off the injury healing? Did he heal faster? There's some sort of parts of this that just I don't really have a good answer to. Alexander Volkanovsky is coming twice as strong with recently bulk up to 155. Alexander Volkanovsky is getting jacked. The UFC featherweight champion is doing everything necessary to succeed in the biggest fight of his career, including gaining weight and becoming much stronger. Volkanovsky, 25-1 in MMA, 12-0 in the UFC, will be moving up a weight class to fight against lightweight champion Islam Makashev. 23-1 in MMA, 12-1 in the UFC, in the main event of UFC 284 on February 11th at RAC Arena in Perth, Australia. On an interview by Freestyle Bender, he stated, The fact that I'm moving up, doing the bulking, telling myself we need to get stronger, we need to work on that takedown defense. All of a sudden, I'm twice as strong as I was. Let's see what else he had to say. Because, uh, again, it's already made me such a, a better fighter, you know what I mean? The fact that I'm uh, moving up and doing the bulking and, all right, you know, telling myself, well, right, we need to get stronger. We need to yeah. work on that takedown defense. We need to do it. All of a sudden, I'm uh, twice as strong as I, I was, you know what I mean? My defense is just on point. I'm like a 
I'm like an absolute brick wall uh, when people are trying to run into me and they feel it and then you instantly feel it as soon as they grab a, a hold of me or we grab each other. They can already significantly see the, the strength and all that. So it just makes you think where I go from here. Jake Paul claims Tommy Fury only pretends to be a tough fighter to live up to family legacy. Jake Paul is finally scheduled to fight Tommy Fury on February 26 in Saudi Arabia after multiple bookings fell through in the past. The duo recently faced off inside the ring during the Arter Better BF versus Anthony Yard fight on Saturday in London. Fury comes from a long line of gypsy boxers and is the half-brother of heavyweight world champion Tyson Fury. According to The Problem Child, the younger Fury is the family puppet and is only fighting to live up to the legacy. Paul said in a recent press conference, I think he's a big talker, but I don't think he believes the things that he's saying. He's the Fury family puppet. Take a look. I, I think he's a big talker. I think he's a big talker, but I don't think he believes the things that he's saying. He's the, he's the Fury family puppet, right? Tyson and John both were, were real fighters, real boxers, real dogs. Um, and Tommy feels like he has to live up to that. So he's saying the things that they say. But I don't think he believes it. I don't think he believes in himself. Um, and he's going to be in for a rude awakening. And he's going to hate this sport after I'm done with him. Michael Bisping claims Conor McGregor is still relevant enough to get UFC title shot after one win. Conor McGregor has gone 1-3 since 2018, topped off by consecutive losses against Dustin Poirier. The Notorious has also been out of action for over a year and a half, nursing a broken leg as he cruises around Europe on his Lambo superyacht. However, Michael Bisping noted that McGregor remains the biggest star in the sport till date. During a recent Q&A on YouTube, a fan said that the Irishman would likely have to defeat Poria before aspiring for the title. Bisping disagrees. The Count is absolutely confident that McGregor will get an immediate title shot if he wins his comeback fight, the former UFC middleweight champion said on his YouTube channel. Listen buddy, you like it or not, Connor's still the biggest star in the sport. And with one win, you can bet your bottom dollar that he is gonna fight for the title. Take a look. Listen, whether you like it or not, Connor's still the biggest star in the sport. And with one win, you can bet your bottom dollar that he's going to fight for the title. Of course he is. Of course he is. And the reality is, if you own the organization and you had a guy like Connor that could bring in millions of pay-per-view buys, you'd probably do the same thing. I don't agree with it, but that's just the way the world works. Um, Connor McGregor versus Tony Ferguson. What do you think of that? Put a poll up on that, and I mean, Tony's very hittable, and Connor's good at hitting. Tony hasn't won. I think he's lost five in a row now, sadly for him, so... <sighs> Chel Sonnen thinks Habib Nurmagomedov hasn't had an appropriate mixed martial arts send-off. During a recent video uploaded to his YouTube channel, Sonnen once again addressed Habib's departure, having evidently come to realize its legitimacy. For the American gangster, the magnitude of the Russians' apparent farewell from the sport and mainstream coverage can't be understated. And for that reason, he doesn't believe Habib has had an appropriate send-off from mixed martial arts. Habib Nurmagomedov. Guys, is this the last time we talk about him? Sonnen asked. Is that what's going on here? Habib's out. Habib's out of the industry. I don't know that sets in. Take a look.
And I got to ask you guys, is this how we're saying goodbye to Khabib? Has he already said goodbye? Is Khabib even going to see this video? If Khabib's not going into the gym, if he's not going out to Perth, if he's not going into the corner, if he's not managing, if he's not traveling, if he's not cutting weight, why, you, you think he's in a dot-com somewhere right now? He's over at YouTube.com checking out the Chael Sonnen page? Probably not. We have probably said goodbye to Khabib. I just feel like that's a massive story. I feel like the send-off was inappropriate. I don't want to imagine that this is the last time I say the words Khabib Nurmagomedov to you guys. But it might be. Francis Ngannou responds to Tyson Fury's call-out involving special rules matchup. Francis Ngannou's shock exit from the UFC has opened up options galore for the former heavyweight champion. WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury has expressed his interest in fighting the dangerous heavyweight. Tyson Fury previously called out Ngannou and outlined the terms of the unconventional bout that would be held in a cage and governed by boxing rules. Francis Ngannou, I know you're out of contract with uh, the UFC. You want to earn some big boy money? Come see the Gypsy King and let's do a big, big fight for the baddest MF on the planet. And let's kick it up spicy in a cage, four ounce gloves under Queensbury and let's have a badass referee like Iron Mike Tyson. <laughs> Whoa, did I just sell that to the world? <laughs> the Predator responded to the call-out in an interview with Canal Plus Sport Freak and mentioned his and Fury's long-standing interest in fighting each other. Tyson Fury and I have been warming up on social media for over two years. Obviously, we all need this fight. It's been long enough. Today, we have the opportunity to dot the eyes. Leon Edwards is confident he will knock out Kamaru Usman again. Leon Edwards will defend his welterweight title for the first time at UFC 286 in front of home fans as the fight card takes place in London, England. Rocky sent shockwaves around the mixed martial arts world after his thunderous head kick knockout win over Kamaru Usman in the dying embers of round five. Edwards now expects another knockout victory when the pair face off for the third time in London. The UFC welterweight champion spoke to Adam Catterall of BT Sport ahead of the trilogy fight with the Nigerian Nightmare. He stated that he expects a totally different fight and will carry confidence into the bout, knowing that he is undefeated on home soil. This time around it'll be a totally different fight. I've never lost in the UK, never lost at UFC London. Listen closely. Oh, this time around it'll be a totally different fight. Um... Uh, I've, I've never lost in the UK. I've never lost in UFC London. Um, That's amateur as well, by the way. And amateur. Yeah, pro yeah. amateur, you know. Um, so I'm taking that, that confidence into it. I'm taking the confidence of knowing that I can knock him out into it. I'm taking the confidence knowing I can take him down into it. Mm. I'm taking the confidence knowing that once I hit the mat and I'm on top, I'm, I'm way better. That's all taken into it. Then my heritage, my story is all going into it. And I just can't see how... He comes over and, 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 and beat me, you know. Dana White defends ridiculous power slap lead pay with unjustified excuses. Dana White's latest venture, Power Slap Lee, is already facing public scrutiny since its TV debut on TBS on January 18, 2023. In response to the initial public uproar about the sport's brutality, 
White assured fans that the commission is working towards improving safety procedures. It has recently come to light that despite the grueling nature of the sport, power slap league competitors are paid a pittance. Eric Spicely, a former UFC middleweight, reportedly disclosed the power slap league fighter wage. According to Zabrinha, he was offered $2,000 to show and a $2,000 victory bonus for his slap fighting league debut. Following the initial reports, a fan on Instagram questioned Dana White about the inadequate remuneration offered to the contestants. This is how MMA started too. Boxing undercards make this kind of money still. Educate yourself before you open the yop. Now it's time for our take. After much anticipation, the Power Slap League debuted earlier this month, and it has been entertaining to say the least. The overall ratings have been as expected and social media has been inundated with fanfare and viewers sharing clips of the first few episodes. People just love seeing others getting slapped in the face, don't they? The concept of a slap contest is not new. In fact, it has been around for over 25 years. However, anything that falls into Dana White's hands is destined to become big. The marketing genius saw an opportunity with the slap contest and wasted no time. Not everything has been taken lightly, though. A lot of concerns have been raised about the safety of the participants and how damaging to the brain it is to receive a slap straight to the head with huge amounts of power. Also, is slapping even a sport? Many people question this fact since there really is no special skill required. Finally, the payout is very poor for such a hazard, with fighters reporting as low as $2,000 to show up and only an extra $2,000 for the fight. We at MMA Gold News question how this type of sports league is even approved, understanding the major health risk that inflicting this type of trauma can have on the participants. We think that as entertaining as it seems now, the hype will fade away and the lead will not succeed, becoming one of Dana White's few failures. Islam Makachev hilariously fires back at Alexander Volkanovsky's dig about his knee and Makachev's face. Back in December 2022, The Great uploaded an Instagram video in which he suggested that Makachev's face resembles his knee. Ahead of his highly anticipated fight against Alexander Volkanovsky, Islam Makachev spoke to Nico Pajarillo of Fox Sports Australia and was asked about Volk comparing his knee to Makachev's face. Makachev responded by jibing at Volkanovsky's height. The UFC lightweight kingpin smilingly stated, How'd he want to put my face in his knee? Because he is short and he needs some chair for this. Take a look. Did you see Alex's post on social media when he said that um, he's got your face on his knee? How do you respond to that? How he want to put my face in her, his knee because he is short and he needs some chair, you know, for this. Jamal Hill eyeing future superfight with John Jones at heavyweight. Sweet Dreams is fresh off his showdown with Glover Takes Sarah at UFC 283 earlier this month. Despite heading into the Brazilian's home country, Hill dominated in his first title shot. He wound up claiming the vacant 205-pound gold by a lopsided unanimous decision. While it's still a ways away, Jamal Hill also has his eyes on a possible clash with John Jones. The former champion is slated to make his heavyweight debut against Cyril Ghosn in March. During a recent interview with Sports Kita, Hill discussed Jones' upcoming return, as well as his hope to fight him in the future. A fight with John Jones has never stopped crossing my mind, 1000%. I still got some building to do, 
I still have defenses that I have to make, and things like that. But is that a challenge I want in the future? Yes, it is. Hill stated. Take a look. Now that you're champ, has it crossed your mind now about a potential fight with him at some point? I don't know. Like, again, you just won the title. I want to be clear about that. I'm not a... I like champions defending their belts, and then we start talking about super fights. Yeah. But now that you've won the belt, has it crossed your mind about getting to fight him maybe at heavyweight? Yeah, it's never it's never stopped crossing my mind, you know. Um, a, a thousand percent, I, I want to build my... I, want, I still got some building to do, right? I still got... I still have defenses that I have to... That I have to make and things like that. But is that something that a challenge that I want for the future? Yes, it is. Yeah. Daniel Cormier thinks Israel Adesanya accepted Alex Pereira fight sooner than he wanted to because of too many fight offers. Israel Adesanya will face Alex Pereira in April as he looks to reclaim the middleweight title. UFC Hall of Famer Daniel Cormier recently speculated that the former champion may have rushed to accept the title fight due to his rival having other options. Speaking on his podcast DC and RC, the former double champion discussed how Pereira might have been tempted to pursue fights against light heavyweight champion Jamal Hill and top-ranked middleweight Robert Wieraker instead of a rematch with Adesanya. You don't hear Israel talking about whether or not he's going to fight Alex when he's going to fight. And all of a sudden Jamal Hill becomes the champion and then Jamal Hill says, Hell, I'll let Alex Pereira come up to 205 and I'll fight him right now. Cormier said, listen closely. Because for me, RC, anytime you don't hear anything, right? You don't hear Israel talking about whether or not he's going to fight Alex, when he's going to fight. And then all of a sudden, Jamal Hill becomes the champion. And then Jamal Hill says, hell, I'll let Alex Pajeda come up to 205 and I'll fight him right now. But then Alex Pajeda says, Izzy, I won't mess with his plans. If he wants to fight, I'll give it to him. If not, I'll move on to Robert Whitaker. So for me, it feels a little bit like RC, like, Maybe Izzy wasn't going to fight him now, but when his name started to ring bells in so many different areas, he goes, maybe it's now or it may be never. Because as you know, many people feel like Alex is a vulnerable champion. Paulo Costa takes hilarious dig at UFC and Prime Partnership for not considering his secret juice as UFC's sports drink. Paulo Costa has strong opinions about the UFC's multi-year sponsorship deal with Prime, the hydration drinks company co-founded by Logan Paul and KSI. Earlier this week, Paul teased a partnership with UFC president Dana White, which was met with mixed reactions online. The deal replaces the UFC's five-year contract with Coca-Cola Company's Body Armor Sports Drink, which has now expired. Prime will appear on UFC broadcasts including pay-per-views and fight night events on ESPN+. Costa took to Twitter to claim that the UFC contacted him for his secret juice to be the official hydration partner of the UFC. Despite enormous financial incentives, Paulo Costa did not agree to terms with the UFC. They offered $500 million, but I said no. Costa added, Drink your sugared prime water. Let secret juice out of your dirty hands. Jake Paul gives his thoughts on Dana White's New Year's Eve incident. Despite his frequent jibes and criticism of Dana White on social media, largely regarding the contractual conditions of fighters in the UFC, former Disney star-turned-prominent combat sports figure Jake Paul hadn't spoken about the 53-year-old's domestic violence incident until now, and when given the chance to address the altercation during a recent interview with Sunsport, the problem child chose to keep things civil 
noting that he doesn't like to kick people when they're down. I know he had his whole situation, but I don't really need to kick people when they're down. What he did speaks for itself and I've always said, I don't think he's a good person. Look how he treats these fighters. Paul said, take a look. You know, the feud between Dana and I has been like a lot of hype and it draws a lot of like media and it's been a bunch of talk back and forth. But I, I my main thing is getting the fighters paid more and raising the fighter, fighter minimum to $50,000, you know, when, where is it's at $12,000 now. Um, getting them health insurance, long-term health care. That's what it's mainly about, and I know he had his whole situation, but I don't really need to kick people when they're down. You know, that, that what he did speaks for itself, and I've always said I, I don't think he's a good person. I mean, look how he treats these fighters. Leon Edwards claims Kamaru Usman ain't even that good. Edwards became the UFC's welterweight champion with a fifth-round head kick knockout over Usman back in August at UFC 278. Usman was on his way to winning until Edwards landed the kick with a minute left in the fight. And now, ahead of the trilogy at UFC 286, the Brit expects Usman to wrestle early and often, yet he is still confident he will win the fight by stoppage again. When I envision it, what does he do different? Probably more heavy wrestling. Probably. Make it a snooze fest. Try and get the belt back that way. I don't think he will want to hang out on his feet. Edward said on the MMA Hour. Listen closely. When I envision it, it's like, what does he do different? Probably more heavier wrestling, probably. Make it a snooze, a snooze fest. Hmm. Try and get the belt back that way. He won't, I, don't, I don't think he'll, he'll want to hang out on his feet. Like before he was talking about boxing Canelo and doing all this yeah, yeah. and doing all that. I think I, I put a stop to all that thinking. If he approached it like, like he's fighting the same guy that he fought, fought in August, I think it'd be a, a short tonight. I remember like he was fine, yeah. I remember thinking in my head, like, this guy ain't that good. Wow. My body just weren't, my body just weren't working for some reason. You know, even he, he, he was like hitting me, I'm oh, my guard up. It's like, he's like just wailing, I'm on oh, my guard. In my head, I'm thinking, this motherfucker ain't that good. UFC Fight Night, Lewis versus Spivak, the preview, brought to you by MMA Gold News. UFC Fight Night, Lewis versus Spivak is just days away. And MMA Gold News is here to deliver the preview for this entertaining card. To kick off the main event, we have a welterweight clash between Yusaku Kinoshita and Adam Fugit. Then the featherweights take the scene with Choi Duho versus Kyle Nelson. After that comes an exciting heavyweight bout between Marcin Tibura and Blagoy Ivanov just right before the co-main event. A light heavyweight clash between Jung Da-un and the explosive Devin Clark. And finally, we have the main event of the evening in the heavyweight division with the dangerous powerhouse, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, squaring off against the young prospect, Sergi Spivak, who is looking to crack the top 10 and make a statement on Saturday night. We can't wait any longer for this event to start. It should be a banger. That's all for this week's episode. Make sure to follow our show and tune in to next week's episode so you don't miss any details about the UFC. Thanks for listening. See you next week.